0: Hello Magic Seekers and welcome to It Turns Out She's a Witch. We're your hosts, Laura and Shannon. And And welcome welcome to to our podcast, podcast. Coven. Hello to our beautiful podcast, Coven. We adore you and are so glad you are joining us again this week. We have a very special guest who is one of my mentors and teachers, so I'm super excited to share her wisdom and insights with you all. This beautiful soul first held circle in her early 20s and over the next couple of decades continued holding circles amongst the contours of her professional life as a counsellor, youth worker, health coach and business owner. In 2015, she was called to devote herself full-time to circle work and in 2016 started teaching this knowledge to other women. She is the woman and heart behind the sister circles and over time has facilitated hundreds of circles, rituals and workshops and created a Level 1 and Level 2 facilitator training program so women can take this work back into their communities. Her dream is that every woman has the opportunity to sit in a safe and empowering space as they navigate the joys and challenges of life. I am so honoured to welcome to the podcast today, the beautiful Kate Reid.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. It's lovely to be here. Oh, thanks, We've been so Kate. excited Hello. about this one coming up. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. I've been really looking forward to having a chat with you girls and just getting also back into the, um, yeah, all of the, after the flooding, getting back into my wheelhouse and talking about circles and, um, yeah, rapping about all the good things that come from them. Definitely. And
0: I know Laura is getting ready to do her level one facilitator training with you. So I think that's amazing. You get to meet today before all that.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to, we start in uh, a couple of weeks on the 25th and we had a bit of a delay, but now we're, we're going to be up and running in a few weeks. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be great.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm ready.
1: You are. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready too, I think. (laughs) You will. Yeah,
2: I should have added I think also.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I noticed you have a beautiful new logo for your business too.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, I designed, redesigned. We know what businesses are like. They're continually evolving and um, as I'm evolving and it was just time for an update and and an upgrade. So I got to work on that over the Christmas holidays and was all ready to, you know, sort of launch that out into the world and then, you know, life took uh, a quick plot twist. And, um, yeah, so I haven't had a chance to really kind of send any info out about the new logo, but um, all the little elements that are in it are, aspects of circle that I think are the deeper medicine. So um, at some point I'll I'll send out a newsletter with all that info in it. Um, yeah. When life settles down a little bit. Yeah. Fair enough. Beautiful. <laughs> Sounds gorgeous.
0: And, oh, it is. It's so pretty. And I would love to start off by asking you the question I ask all of our guests. What does the word "witch" mean to you?
1: Mm. It's a great question. I've had a little chew on it. And for me, it really is someone who understands themselves as a multi dimensional being. So, someone that works in this realm, but also in other realms, and also works with uh, the elements so, earth, fire, air, water, and spirit. And Understands themselves as uh, I think um, a co-creator in this reality, so a deep understanding of working with the energetics of this this universe. Mm. Hang on, said. I know, I was just right? Lost
2: <laughs> and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, because it's so much deeper, obviously, than, you know, ritual and ceremony and, you know, herbs and all of that kind of stuff. For me, anyway, I think all of those things are um, part of it, but an, the essence and the core of it is understanding ourselves as as spiritual beings and that we're having this human experience right now. Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah. So that, that obviously, you know, alludes to that person obviously being such a... Um, you know, level of consciousness that in that envelopes all of that. I love that. So true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That exactly that awakening to the more the more that more than you can see. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
2: Don't know exactly everything, but you know it's there.
1: Your acknowledgement of yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And you know, I don't think we can ever know everything. In fact, oh, the gosh. more I realize that the more I know the more I you know realize I don't know and that's that's oh, a very yeah. common experience
2: yeah mm. I love that little saying because mm. it just is more truer and truer every day right yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. um okay so Kate how important is ceremony and ritual in your own life
1: mm. uh very <laughs> um I grew up in i went to a church school so every single day we were in ceremony and ritual yeah. um but in a religious um anglican ch- uh, sorry uniting church kind of way so even without kind of really realizing that that was a ritual and a ceremony on a daily basis it kind of really stuck with me and even when and so when i left school um even though i didn't Continue on, you know, in a religious framework. I definitely felt the absence of that sacredness of um, devoting time and attention to um, just being in a holy place and and divine or um, communing with the divine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's, I think, probably why a lot of the work that I do is um, very grounded in, it's grounded in psychology, but also in spirit as well. I feel that that pathway opened up very early for me Mm -hmm. and um, it's a very big part of who I am and my work in the world. And so having... Been just really disruptive, disrupted in the floods over the last five weeks. I haven't had my altar and I haven't had my ritual tools. They've they've sort of been packed up in a box.
2: Yeah. And
1: I really, really missed, you know, that opportunity just to sit and be in sacred space. Um, But also, having said all of that, I think it's really um, important and it's something that I also um, try and remember as well is that you can create ceremony and ritual at any time of the day um, or night, and it can be as simple as um, a cup of tea with full presents um, or, you know, a a nightly bath with a candle. So um, as much as I love all of the beautiful bells and whistles that can go with ceremony and sacred space, and I think, you know, all of those elements can really enhance the experience. It can also just be super simple. Um, and that kind of elegance is important to remember as well. Mm. So true. Mm. And it's a it hard way true. to remember
2: that, isn't it? When everything has been packed away or stripped away from you, mm. you do tend, it's only then you recognize that everything is within you. Exactly.
1: Yeah.
0: I think sometimes too, like I know it's it's beautiful to hold, you know, full moon ceremonies and new moon ceremonies and gather people and put all the crystals out and do all the things. But sometimes you might not be in that emotional space to even have the energy to do all the things. And I think Mm, what you said is so beautiful, even if you can just do one little thing, Mm. that can be enough.
1: Mm, Absolutely.
0: Even if it is just lighting a candle.
1: Yep. Or just closing your eyes and going within Mm. and taking a big, Mm. deep breath. It can be that simple. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: my favourite thing to do, especially I I worked at a job for a long time. I was a a scrub nurse in operating theatres. So Mm -hmm. there was nothing on you except, you know, you had yourself so often when i scrub in for an operation I'd do my breath work and I'd set my intention in that space and it was really good mm. with you know water rushing over your hands which was awesome but that was accessible and so I always um listened to things with vested interest in how could I bring that back uh, to a workspace with you know busy nurses and and whatnot mm. and what can we do in that area and there's there's a lot. <laughs>
1: Yeah, beautiful. I love that image of you just taking that moment as you're washing your hands to bring, um, yeah, intention and reverence to the incredibly important work that you're about to Mm. be a part of. What's more important than being with someone um, when they're at their most vulnerable, which is in that kind of situation? Absolutely. Wow, I think, you know, how amazing to have a nurse
2: you know oh. that's
1: really <laughs> tapped in and tuned tuned in in that way in the operating theater. What a blessing.
2: Oh, that's mm. so nice. Thank mm. you. Mm. And it's um it's nice to know that there there's lots out there. The more you, speak about it, the more you realise other people have share the same thoughts and the yeah. more you realise that sharing something in as simplistic in nature um, mm-hmm. and easy to adopt, it, it does make a big difference and
1: mm. it's lovely,
2: yeah, it's a nice thing to do.
1: Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that nurses, uh, you know, are also walking the, you know, the spiritual path as well. Exactly, Whereas yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, you know, it's holy work again in, a, in and of itself, it's, it's an, a life of service. Yeah, yeah, beautiful.
0: <laughs> and Kate, why do you feel that circle work work is such an important medicine for us, especially in this day and age?
1: Well, uh, let's take the last two years as an example of what it's like to not be in um, communion with other people. So that's the extreme of what it, you know, of how detrimental it can be to not to not gather in person. Um, for me personally, I think that this, is, this medicine is part of the new, the new chapter and the new earth that we are co-creating together. And I have seen and experienced the most profound and deep healing in circle space because women are coming together and they're coming together in love in that frequency of love to support each other and to be witnessed in their struggles and the things that we experience in this life this dimension and to be witnessed and to be held in that loving frequency in that in those struggles is deeply healing on a very um cellular level and So there are two ways of looking at it. If you look at it from a shamanic perspective, you could talk about maybe soul fragments that have been, um, uh, I guess, left along the way in the history of your lifespan, in this life and also in other lives. And so creating an environment where all parts of you are loved and accepted Gives that soul fragment an opportunity to come home again and to be reintegrated, and if you look at that also from a trauma-informed um, perspective as well, these aspects of ourselves again that we uh, that we hide away or put away, again if they're encouraged to share um, themselves, these disowned aspects, then when they're received with love and and they're given the space and the time of expression, then again, there's this opportunity for integration and aspects of self to be to come home again. And that's a complete rewiring of our neural networks, uh, but also our energy centers as well. So it's really, really big medicine. In its simplicity and I just have witnessed so many women have the most deep and profound shifts in their in their consciousness which then allows them to be more fully aligned to who they are and to shift into a more empowered space within this earth walk and it's just humbling and it's such an honor to be part of that process and to hold that space for that kind of medicine Mm.
0: I think what I've loved as well, um, sitting in circle with you, Mm. is there always seems to be a common thread as well Mm -hmm. between the women, even though you might not know anyone there, like from my personal experience of being um, a participant, but Mm. yeah, there's always something that ties everyone together in their experience and especially like level two training, there was people there, you know, in their 20s right up to, I think, 60s or 70s. So we had women of all ages, but you could still relate to every single one and what Mm. they were going through or experiencing. So it's just beautiful.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think every human being struggles with the same things. We all essentially just want to uh, feel loved and valued within our community and, you know, that shows up in different ways and in different stories. Um, But essentially, that thread is true for all of us. And when we're feeling loved and accepted and part of, you know, a community or a collective, then, yeah, it's just incredibly, yeah, incredibly healing. And when you hear and witness somebody else express their struggles with not feeling, you know, worthy or they're going through some big um, life experience... There's so much teaching in that as well um, for you and and relatability. So it's like, oh, I totally know what that person's experiencing. I know that feeling from when I went through, you know, what have you. So mm. there's uh, compassion in the field as well. Again, super healing. Mm. Powerful, powerful stuff. It's, mm. it blows and in me circle away.
2: work, yeah, it sounds mm. like there's a lot more potential for a greater magnitude of healing um when you're looking at that sort of thing rather than you know a one-on-one session or something like that when you've got so many more people there's a greater obviously there's a greater uh, capacity to hold
1: that yeah it is like i mean everything has its place and one-on-one is um amazing as well and yet you exactly right Laura when there's a group of you and there's common threads and you realize oh my gosh i'm not weird or there's not nothing wrong with me this is a common experience for everyone that's so soothing and you can have instant um transformation within that moment of realizing that all the every other woman in that circle understands something that you may have been embarrassed or ashamed about and hadn't mentioned ever before yeah.
2: that's
1: yeah it's powerful sure is mm.
2: Um, which is perhaps a nice little lead into to the next question. Um, mm. Do you feel that the work you do is a remembering of your soul or
1: lineage? For me personally, I definitely know I've walked many lifetimes in this role. Um, and it shows up in every reading that I have. It's in my astrology chart. Yeah. <clears throat> so temple work is very, very familiar to me and has always felt like a remembering. Um, and I, I find that the women that are drawn to coming and doing the training have that deep kind of inner knowing and remembering as well. So, um, yeah, so for me personally I definitely feel that. And then for the participants as well, I think there is definitely a primal remembering of sitting around the fire or sitting around weaving and sharing wisdom and stories, you know, and as you mentioned, Shannon, you um, you know, from the grandmother all the way down to the young'un. And one of my favourite things is sitting in circles where there are women who have passed through the gates of menopause and then there are new mamas and the beautiful wisdom that's exchanged and the beautiful love and, um, yeah, that's kind of in the field where a woman who has had children and is out the other side of caretaking might be able to say to a mama who's struggling with, you know, a, a non-sleeping, you know, newborn, um, <laughs> you're doing really well and this is, it is really hard and it's going to go so fast and, yeah, you know, all those kind of mm, affirmations, I guess, or ways of um, supporting that that young woman through what she's going through from someone who's been there and done that and, yeah, um, has the voice and the experience of of that wiser wiser you know crone energy Mm. Mm. helping you through those thresholds and
0: yes yeah and not feeling alone I think that's a big thing in this day and age is that we're so cut off from each other Mm -hmm. Um, I feel sometimes social media can be amazing uh, Mm. but it also can put these unrealistic expectations on people they can look at photographs and think oh that's how you know mothering should be or that's how xyz should be and yeah I think to sit in circle and for people to be real and honest Mm. within those circles is just so refreshing and I know it's certainly changed um, my life and (laughs) also the way I relate to other women as well it's not competition it's acknowledging where you're at and Mm. where other people are at
1: Mm. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that competition part because there is so much, um, I guess, um, oh, I'm just trying to find the right word. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's a, um, yeah, as you said, within this um, culture that we're currently in where there seems to be um, a preoccupation and almost obsession with uh, trying to make your life look A certain way on social media, um, it's just so far from the truth and the reality of what we are all experiencing on a regular basis, and that can be really disrupting for someone. And it's actually one of the big reasons why I got off social media myself. um, About, I think it's nearly two years ago. Um, I, I came off Instagram, and and you know. I actually feel like my life is so much roomier now. Mm-hmm. And there's far less, I don't know, pro- provocation or mm-hmm. you know, upset in my in my being when I'm not scrolling through looking at s- things that I'm just like I can't relate to ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's been actually a really interesting experiment because um, as a business owner, it's like the yeah. death of your business. <laughs> um, but I really, I felt really strongly about it, and mm-hmm. I did a ceremony. And when I made the decision, and I scrolled back through all of my photos, and I had a big cry, and. I sent back all the energy that had been shared with me and I called back all my energy that had been kind of shared out in the world and lit a candle and basically said thank you to the spirit of Instagram and the creator of Instagram and, you know, thank you to all the people who have supported my, you know, my um, feed and gave love and blessings, blew out the candle, Deleted the account and I haven't looked back.
0: Yeah, wow.
1: Yeah. Amazing. And people yeah.
0: obviously still finding your work. So but that's the yeah. interesting thing. Yeah. I was
1: like, well, we'll have to see what happens next. I was, you know, putting my faith and in, in the hands of the, you know, the gods, so to speak, <laughs> with what would happen next. But um, you know, I'm coming more and more to understand that our offerings in the world have a frequency and an energy and that those who are meant to find you will find you. So um, it hasn't had an impact on my business at all, which is shocking. Amazing. Um, Yeah. (laughs) In fact, I'm busier now than I've ever been. So I think there's definitely something to that. That's amazing. And
0: reassuring too, I feel, because sometimes, um, like I have Instagram for my businesses, and sometimes it can feel like this, Chore of like, mm-hmm. I have to post to stay enslaved, you know joy. in people's feed and relevant so they can find me. So that's really reassuring to know <laughs> that. Um, oh. I don't really, people will find me.
1: <laughs> yeah, really, I'm so it makes me tired just hearing that, like you know, yeah. it's like, like paddling, paddling to keep up. And it's like, yeah, oh, forget it. I'm just going to flow down the river and see what happens. <laughs> I love that, yeah. <laughs> So all of
0: your circles, workshops and retreats are a blend of modern human psychology and shamanic practices. Can you tell mm-hmm. us why this weaving of modalities works so well?
1: Uh, yeah, I think again, bringing it back to our understanding of ourselves as multidimensional beings. So, you know, we we have this 3D experience and we've got certain modalities that um, help us make sense of that. So counselling and psychotherapy and, and so on. But they don't take into account the energetics of our, you know, our um, larger self, higher self, you know, multi-dimensional self. And so for me personally, um, once I'd felt like I had a bit of a handle on the human aspect of of self-understanding, then the natural next step for me was to, um, you know, start to understand myself from a broader perspective. And, and that has led me, you know, along many paths <laughs> and, um, yeah. And ending up to, um, study, uh, shamanic energy training over the last sort of seven years. Wow. And that's been amazing. And that's, that is actually with a, um, a beautiful business called Shamanic Energy Training. Sharon and Joe are the owners of that business, and yeah, that's been a really um, important part of my path over the yeah over the last decade, really, uh, as things are really opening up for me on that that more unseen level. So. Then everything that I do in terms of the, the circle work and then working one on one with clients, I'm not just looking at it from a, a one-dimensional perspective, I'm looking at it from an, an, a multi-dimensional perspective, and I think that can really help with the the healing process um, for yeah the healing process on, on all levels. Mm.
2: It just makes so much sense, doesn't it? It's like looking at yeah. the whole picture.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, there's we've kind of been dampened down and led to only understand ourselves just as what we can see and feel and touch.
2: Yeah, and
1: um, yeah, that's not serving us. And so it's beautiful to see that we're, uh, I guess, unfolding again to that remembering of ourselves in in that larger perspective. Mm.
2: Absolutely. Mm. Um, So what do you love most about teaching other women to be facilitators?
1: Uh, The best part is meeting amazing women. (laughs) So the people that are drawn to this work are usually seekers or women that are on the path of um, self-understanding and service. And so the, the, um, yeah, I guess the... Frequency or the vibration of the women who who come and sit with me. For me, and, yeah, we just get, we just nerd out on all that. <laughs> all the good stuff. <laughs> so um, I love that. And then I love also that the women are taking the work then back to their communities and helping to empower other women in their communities and helping them, yeah, helping hold spaces where they can come and uh, be together and feel safe and feel nourished and and heal from trauma and, you know, sister wounds and mother wounds and all of those things that we, you know, we tend to um, carry around with us. Mm. So those are two major benefits of it Mm -hmm. and I get to do what I absolutely love doing um, as my service to the world. So that is, that's a pretty, that's a pretty amazing thing to be able to do. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Must be Mm -hmm. so
2: nourishing in and of itself for you as well.
1: So nourishing. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. Mm. I just loved, um, even meeting like the connections that I've made through doing the two levels with you and the other friendships that have been formed with people Mm -hmm. I would never have met otherwise and it's just it's beautiful
1: it's amazing it is I love I love hearing about women who are Mm -hmm. having little reunions with other women that met um on the course or meeting women from other Mm -hmm. um you know they go through you know throughout the year so but if they're in the same area and they connect with each other then mm-hmm. there's this kind of understood um or shared mm, shared experience that brings yeah. Us together yeah it's definitely mm. just like a
0: I can't even picture it. It's like a, a blossoming, like it just keeps going and going and going, like these roots and like branches yeah. That, yeah, come out from you, from what you've created. That's amazing. So well,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I can't take credit for it. It's definitely spirit working through me. Um yeah. but I feel very blessed that that um that it's what I get to do. You're mm. doing it. That's right. And that's mm. what I'm
2: looking forward to a lot. Mm. Um at, well, most really, because um, my job now, I do a lot of facilitation. I still work in the healthcare um, industry and I'm like a nurse manager and uh, I work a lot with practice development, um, teaching, training, um, nurses and clinicians, and, and this side of it will just be so um, holistic. So I'm really mm. looking forward to marrying that other side um, for, for me to then pass on as another layer type thing so
1: yeah beautiful
2: yeah
1: I, a few years ago I had a woman who came and uh she works in um, aged care and she took the circle work, work back into her um into her workplace yeah and it was just so powerful yeah um, for the staff to be heard and held because it's such a, a hard job being in agent. oh care. Gosh. Yeah, and, and then the ripple effect of that into the way that they were then working with their clients and their patients. Exactly. Yeah, I just I love how the way that we learn to be in circle then ripples out to the families and the workplaces and the communities on um, on that level. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's exciting. It's really
0: a flow on effect, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So crafting is also a big part of your life and was incorporated into our training, which I truly loved. But in particular, can you share with our listeners your womb belt creation and its magical properties? And I have one of these custom made for me, which Mm. I absolutely love using in ritual
1: work. Hmm. Thank you. Um. What do we make? What? What? Um. Crafting did we do on your court? On the course we did together. Oh gosh, we did um the
0: pendant with the oh, clear yeah. quartz and the four elements.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: And we also did um even just the braiding and of our intentions with the yeah. rosemary and hanging that's them up right. on the yeah um, catchers in your beautiful garden and well
1: um, yes that's yeah. right Carthing is um such a it can be such a beautiful way to commune um you know with the divine and and I think it um is something for me that I feel very. I feel very connected when I'm crafting in that very intentional way, and so speaking about the womb belts that came out of I did a course called The Empress and the Dragon, maybe about four years ago, I think, um, which again was Sharon one of Sharon's um, or is one of Sharon's beautiful offerings from shamanic energy training, and uh, we were specifically working on. Uh, clearing and healing the womb space um and helping uh our, our our helping us remember that our wombs are a beautiful portal or a stargate of creation and um within that there can be blockages and disruption that can happen through various things um um and it became really, it was like a remembering again. Oh, that's right. This sacred stargate that we have that sits between our hips and we pay very little attention to in the modern world is this divine portal between the spirit world and the world of matter. And it's so, in our modern culture in the West anyway, so disregarded and we're so cut off from it. And lots of cultures um, throughout history are still, you know, practising the ancient ways of um, tending to their womb um, and ensuring that it's a a clear channel um, or a a clear gateway. But I know for me, in my experience, I have um, had a lot of trauma in my womb space, medical trauma, and, you know, there's lots of different ways that we can be traumatised in that area. And... So in that healing process, again, my creative little creative elf mind um, was thinking, <laughs> oh, it would be so beautiful to create belts that we could either wear when we're menstruating to honor that process for women, but also to create belts for practitioners and people who work in holding space to be wearing those belts as a way of honouring and protecting that space Um, because one of the things that we can energetically do is take on other people's um, uh, uh, energy into our womb space. And so the womb belts themselves are all, they all have obsidian um, crystals in them and there's little pockets in them that you can put um, salt or prayers and tensions and so on. So that when you're wearing that belt, you feel like your space is your womb space is sovereign, and there's there's no interference, and you don't have to do a whole lot of energetic clearing afterwards to bring yourself back to um, to that sovereign space. So that was how the womb belts were birthed, and you know, in my mind, I thought oh, I'd love to be able to do a set that were like a template that I could, you know, um, make that are the same. And I still haven't got to that place because every single womb belt wants to be different and <laughs> to be, um, you know, specific for that person. So I'm custom making them, which is, a, I love, I'm really enjoying that process. But it's, um yeah, it's not Uh, yeah it's slow fashion shall we say yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know it's a a labor of love and devotion and and now that I've accepted that fact you know making each one is an absolute joy because I know that it's being made specifically for that for that person and it's going to be a really beautiful medicine tool for them in their work Mm sounds high potency of the best kind. <laughs> lots of intention, lots mm. of prayer, yeah, every little stitch, every little crystal. it's all um, yeah, it, they are, they're very potent and I'm, and the women that um, that get them and then let me know how they're going with it always um, give me that feedback. It's like, when I wear it, I feel like I'm totally protected. And is that, I don't know how, how it is for you, Shannon, do you notice a difference when you're wearing it?
0: Definitely. Yeah. I find, um, like always, if I'm not wearing it, depending mm. on what I'm actually wearing clothing wise, <laughs> if yeah. I'm holding circle, um, I will have it sitting behind me. Um, mm-hmm. so I always have it with me when I'm holding circle, but definitely when I'm wearing it, I find afterwards, yeah, I'm able to kind of come back to that reality space a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, I don't feel as wiped out after yeah. circle or ceremony work because I found beforehand I was, um, mm. especially if I was holding circle, you know, for quite a, a number of women. There was one mm. in particular, was 14. This was like in the early days when I first started um you know, holding circle and trying it out and yeah. taking those steps forward. Mm. And I remember coming home one night and I had like head spins and everything, like just from the energy of not wow. coming back into this, you know, time and space properly yet. And um yeah, it's it's potent stuff. It really, yeah. really is. Yeah. And I find that if I wear the belt, it does, it makes me feel more present and more yeah. grounded. Definitely yeah, more
1: grounded. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And, you know, when we're in these beautiful spaces, there we can kind of really be quite expanded and so that um, bringing self back afterwards and grounding back in at the end of circle is one of the important parts of the um, template that I teach so that, you know, everybody is leaving um, reconbobulated as yeah. a like, you know, hugely expanded out in the world. Definitely. And
0: that's something I do love about the way you teach is I do feel it's a very safe practice and it's a very safe space that we're taught to hold for others Mm -hmm. because I have attended circles with many, many different people in the past and there have been a few times where I have left there feeling more... um, oh, I don't know the word, like mixed up. Like I've I've left there feeling more agitated or more mm. kind of stirred up inside than like you kind of expect to go into that space and and work through those things and come out the other side feeling mm. better or calmer or more grounded. And mm. I feel, yeah, it just wasn't held properly or it wasn't closed off properly. So mm. yeah, um,
1: they're important feel, parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's and the counselling t- you know training that I've had. I think that's really been the foundational aspect of, making sure that space is super safe um, in from a, you know, a human perspective so mm. that everything is, I mean, sometimes you can be in circle and something can um, really come up for you and you may not be completely all um, good to go at the end of it, but there's at least an awareness that um, mm. that something has stirred and is in process and that you're okay. There's um, something there, that's yeah. That's a big part of, you know, um passing on the knowledge and understanding of these spaces that we come in and out of.
0: Mm. And I do love the um tying in the directions as well. I felt like mm-hmm. that was a real big key for me and probably part of my witch ancestry for sure is I was like, yes, like this is the way, like to open <laughs> up with that and to close and to yeah, have that. that aspect of it was yeah, magic.
1: So. Yeah. Yay! Good. Wow. <laughs> she does it so beautifully. I have, I have no doubt. Yeah, oh. they're remembering for Shannon. No doubt, it's been mm. such a joy to have you in in the trainings both times you've been here.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, I've loved it. I've mm. loved it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, Kate, I would love to know which of the elements you were most drawn to and why. And for our listeners, how can they foster a relationship with the elements?
1: Ah, uh, Yeah. So, well, water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony of that. Is that your that. favourite? <laughs> so um, I have done a lot of work with water and um, even went uh, overseas to the lands of my ancestors and had a very strong remembering of of working with water as a well maiden uh, over in Ireland, actually. And so that was a very powerful experience. So um confirmation there, but Yeah. Oh, wow. With The boroughs. Nice. <laughs> um, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, yes, water, although I have to say that in the floods that we've just been through, um, I've been having a bit of a, a you know, I'm a bit like, oh, this is a bit much. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'm just witnessing and um, noticing how there's a part of me that feels a little bit let down by the element of water at the moment. Fair enough. Um, hey, yeah, yeah, that's it's like any relationship, you yeah. know. It's like, wait a second, that you just totally. Ruined, ruined my me. whole vibe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my house my business like what are you doing um, Oh man! so you know I think we've got a little bit of um tending to do um to come back into loving relationship with each other right now if I'm mm. going to be completely honest yeah fair. um so yeah in and then in terms of um I love working with all of the elements but water definitely has been my strongest and I'm noticing my desire to be lighting fires and sitting around fires at the moment, almost as the you know the antidote to um, yeah. all the watery watery worlds that we've been in for the last five weeks. Absolutely. So, um, and then in terms of developing a relationship with an element, it's really it is a, it is a relationship. So it's about stillness and listening and being open to receive. So um, I love the story of, um, oh, let me make sure I get the name right, um, Sherberger, Victor Scherberger. He, uh, an amazing um, man who did a lot of connection with, uh, with water. He's, he's a scientist as well. And he would lie down beside a river, and he would allow his consciousness to merge and flow with the river, and ask for information to be um, to receive information back from the water. And the things that he then came up with, so his inventions and his um, expanded knowledge around water and, and the miracle of water in, in all its various ways, and it's the incredible consciousness that it is. Um, was all from sitting and listening and communing with water. So it's the same for me with any element, whatever element it is that I'm wanting to tune in with, it's a matter of really sitting and listening and developing a relationship like you would with an, another person.
2: Mm. I love that. It's um, it's given way to another question that I have when you refer to... Um, developing these relationships and mm-hmm. using that word relationship and there's naturally a give and a take in any relationship mm-hmm. and when we think about what we receive from each element we're receiving messages you know we receive so much mm-hmm. um are you able to talk uh, a little bit on what we can give like you talked about giving mm-hmm. our attention giving mm-hmm. our time what else is it that we can give in order to foster that relationship
1: uh, love, appreciation, prayers. Yep. Um, I do a lot of offerings to the water out the back here, so mm-hmm. flowers to the water. Um, when I light a fire, I'll often um, put herbs in as an offering um, with the air for me anyway. It's like um, smiling with, you know, as the breeze kind of goes across mm-hmm. my face and just opening my heart up um, in gratitude. So it's those little things um, and then, you know, of course, communing with Mother Earth and, you know, um, not only receiving but also giving love and um, sending the love from my heart into the heart of Mother Earth. So remembering that we are, you know, fractals of divine consciousness and that we are so powerful. So our love, our prayer, our intention, that is amazing um, in terms of gifts for um, any relationship, including the element. Mm.
0: I love that. Thank
1: you. Mm.
0: And is there a particular quote that resonates with you deeply and would you mind reading
1: it out to our listeners? Yes. Let me just get my glasses on. (laughs) I did actually come across something that someone shared with me this week, Emma Waters, who's my yoga teacher. And um, it's called the poem, um, the poem's called Shared Silence by Gunilla Norris. And it goes, within each of us, there is a silence, a silence as vast as a universe we are afraid of it and we long for it. When we experience that silence, we remember who we are. In our present culture, silence is something like an endangered species, an endangered fundamental. The experience of silence is now so rare that we must cultivate it and treasure it. This is especially true for shared silence. Sharing silence is, in fact, a political act. When we can stand aside from the usual and perceive the fundamental, change begins to happen. Our lives align with deeper values and the lives of others are touched and influenced. Silence brings us back to basics, to our senses, to ourselves. It locates us. Without that return, we can go so far away from our true natures that we end up quite literally beside ourselves. I thought that was kind of appropriate for, you know, for me anyway, for where I'm at right now.
0: Oh, it was beautiful. Thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing. Mm -hmm. I think it's like my favourite part of the podcast, the quotes and things that people share. It's just always beautiful. Mm.
2: I love that question each week because it, it really is. It's sharing, it's an opportunity to share something that means, that resonates, and mm. so important. So it's nice to be able to have a platform where you can share this with hundreds yeah, it's of a great people. Great Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, another thing that we ask everybody um, mm. is whether or not they have a divine tool of the week to share to our listeners. Do you have anything ah. in particular that you work with?
1: I do. Um, I am obsessed with altars. (laughs) So um, a few years ago, I actually created an altar cloth, which maps the wheel of the year and also um, the cycles and seasons that we go through as women. So I find that having that altar cloth really helps me orientate when I go to sit down at my altar, I'll be like, okay, where am I at in my monthly cycle? And that will give me a sense of, you know, where I am at um, energetically and um, yeah, also often emotionally. And then I'll also have a look at where we're at in the year and notice, oh, that's interesting because I feel a natural tendency to be turning inwards and we are just past, Um, autumn equinox. So it makes sense that I'm starting to become a little more reclusive and a little less um, social and so on. So having that altar cloth helps me orientate and just remember where I'm at in my own personal life, but also on a more cosmic level as well. Yeah, so that's one of my favourite things to do, sit at the altar, move around my crystals and, um, you know, for example, at the moment I'm lighting a lot of candles on my altar just because of all the wateriness that's been around. Um, So, again, an opportunity to commune with the elements and balance the elements within me as well, um, sitting in that space. So, yeah, that's my favourite thing at the moment. Beautiful.
0: And I love my yeah. altar cloth that I have from you. And I use it in every circle. And <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. And how can people find your altar cloths? Because oh just they on are my magic.
1: Yeah,
2: I yeah. oh, think it's you. easy to find because I found it. As soon as I
0: saw Shannon's, I
2: was like, what is that? And then <laughs> you know, that? it was semi um semi-familiar, but yeah, the more you look at it, the more elements for want of a better word it has Mm. included I'm like that makes so much sense and I need one
1: (laughs) I think everyone Um,
2: needs one yeah (laughs) a hundred percent it's on my altar and like you say um you know I sit in my space and I and I tune in and I'll look at the bigger picture of what's going on with me and what's going on with the rest of the you know my world and the world, mm. and, and all of that,
1: yeah. Mm. I love that, yeah. I definitely feel like there's also this collective altar cloth that once you know, once you put your altar cloth down in your sacred space, and Shannon puts hers down, and I've yeah. got mine down, and you know, the other hundreds that are out there now, there's kind of like this spider web of beautiful, sacred spaces that are yeah. kind of almost all um sort of connected in some kind of way. It's yeah. Mm. It feels so really true. nice to sit at an altar that I know that other women are sitting at as well.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yep. Mm. Beautiful.
0: And as everyone probably knows by now, I had the pleasure of doing my level one and level two facilitated training <laughs> at your beautiful home in <laughs> Byron mm. But sadly, you and your community have recently been devastated by this, the floods as we've just touched on throughout mm. this podcast. So can you share with us this experience and how our podcast listeners can assist or donate to help with the aftermath? Because I just can't even imagine what you've been through, Kate.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's been really big, um, very layered and still very much in the process of it five weeks later. So um, we had water through our house just up to um, over, uh, uh, just over my knee and um that's the highest it's ever been in this area before and yeah, it was this mad scramble of trying to get as many things up high in the house as we could before we left. And by the time we left, we had to leave on kayaks mm-hmm. with just literally what we were wearing. And I just grabbed a backpack. And it's weird what you end up packing, actually. You know, I just ended up throwing in a, um, another set of clothes that I knew would be useful for cleaning up. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. oh my gosh. I think I threw my jewellery in. But your mind is just, you know, it's a yeah. you're all over the shop so and yeah we we left on the kayaks and um and were able to get out at the end of the street and meet up with a friend who we stayed with and then we came back the next morning you know to just a complete disaster zone in our house everything covered in mud and Boxes that we thought might be okay or tipped over with things spilled out, you know, into the mud. I lost, you know, quite a lot of my womb belt making craft um, materials, that kind of thing. Um, Somehow we ended up losing our photos into the river. Um, Yeah, that was a bit of a fail. Um, But we were able to. I sort of farmed those wet albums out to people and just said, you know, do what you can. And they kind of peeled the wet photos out and lay them in the sun. And so we managed to get. You know quite a few of them back again, which was great um yeah, and so that's where we are, but you know we're also within a community where Lismore's just up the road, and they all went under and far deeper than we did up you know up to their second floors, the ceilings of their second floor homes just horrendous, the whole thing's been so. <laughs> It's been really, really traumatising for, Mm. you know, for our community as a whole. So, um, and it's, you know, it's ongoing. We're we're all still cleaning up. We're still cleaning up. Uh, We still don't have a a case manager for our um, insurance claim because there are so many people that have been um, affected and displaced. Mm. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely been a huge plot twist in our year and um lots of layers in terms of emotions mm. and um very testing in terms of resilience and faith and hope and all of those kind of things um but you know, st- still feeling very strong in spirit and just the human part of me and, you know, all of those around me, we're all very tired and mm. we're all, um, still very scrambled in the head, um, which is all part of, you know, um, trauma and the way that it <clears throat> manifests in the body and and in the mind. So it's been really huge, and there's lots of um, places where people can donate, and um, I'll share a link with you that you can share with the listeners um, later as uh, <clears throat> for options for people wanting to donate. Um, but there's a lot of unfortunately a lot of people who don't have insurance in this area, and so. Um, it's really, really grim. It's really grim for those people. And even for us trying to figure out what to do with our house and, you know, do we demolish and rebuild higher? You know, what are our options? And just being lost in that sea of confusion, it's a really hard time to make decisions anyway, when you've just been through um, a huge trauma. So, it, when you look around our community, you can see that there are so many people that are just walking around dazed and confused because, um, yeah, they're just in that trauma vortex right now. So, yeah. yeah, it's been it's been massive and it will continue to be. Mm. Uh, the reverberations of it will go for, for years, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, it's just heartbreaking. Mm. And so out of the blue
0: too from what I can mm-hmm. ascertain, I don't think you expected it to be.
1: As bad as it was. No, yeah. no, no. There was no warning. Um yeah, there was no warning. And then we lost not only did we lose power, we lost all communication. So for most of the week um after it happened, we didn't have phones, we didn't have internet, we were kind of cut off from the rest of the world. And wow. People didn't know how we were doing. Mm. And the only way to check on people was to, you know, go to their house and There are so many stories um, that are filtering out of local heroes in this area that had, you know, hiked up into the back of Wilson's Creek and places like that um, through landslides and mud to find people buried up to their neck. Like it's just unbelievable. And this has all been local mobilisation of um, community members making all of that happen. It's it's just been phenomenal. Mm. Gosh, and
2: these stories will continue to come out, like you said, for a long time. They
1: will, yeah. yeah. Huge testament to the uh, to human the human spirit, and such an, a powerful antidote to the separation of the last two years with everything to do with COVID. So, um, so you know that is one of the things that's been just unbelievable. The community mobilizing and coming together and. You know, COVID's kind of like so 2021. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. remember when that, that. was all we had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, yeah,
0: I'm, we're sending all our love and Thank I can't you. wait to see your new space when it's all
1: rebuilt yeah. and more Thank you. beautiful
0: than ever and yeah. holding circle again for women. I'm sure it won't yeah. be that far away.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hope not. I think, you know, um we're we'll do our best to get up and operational as soon as we can and you know, feel like the guardians of this land are holding a beautiful space for that restoration for us and yeah. um yeah, um just taking everything in its own time and mm. not trying to be ahead of ourselves and just taking it all one one foot after the other. Yeah. 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 Mm.
2: and how many times have you shifted in between places now you mentioned when you escaped on kayaks you went to stay yes. with friends so what has that meant for you in
1: the last five weeks have you so we had a couple of weeks with my friend at her place which was just phenomenal Nikki she oh she just looked after us like a mama and you know had this beautiful nurturing food for us every night when we schle- slept back from our place and days of you know, sorting, you know, filthy, muddy Mm -hmm. life possessions out and, you know, tossing stuff onto the street and all the millions of micro decisions that need to be made in these circumstances. And then we moved to a friend's place, Jenny and David, in town in Byron. They have an Airbnb, which they so kindly let us stay at, which was amazing for two weeks there. Yeah, um, yeah, we're now with Gab and she has very kindly opened her home up to us for, you know, however long it takes for us to to rebuild our home. So that's an amazing blessing because so many people in the Shire have nowhere to go because we've already got a housing crisis in the area. So, um, yeah, so we're so lucky and we're so blessed and we're so grateful for um, all the beautiful hearts who've, who've um yeah, who've tended to us and taken such beautiful care of us in this really intense time.
0: Mm. Oh, it's I guess that's a silver lining of all of this is your community spirit, isn't it? And definitely being shown yeah. that people really do care and yeah. will, will rally when when they have to. When Absolutely.
1: Important. Yeah. Yeah. Humans are amazing. I love humans so much.
0: No. <laughs> oh,
2: it's redeeming at this point in time, isn't it? Yeah, it really is.
0: Kate, can you hear Laura at all? I'm just wondering. No. No, okay. Oh, so of for course. our listeners at home. <laughs> yeah, let's let's tell our listeners, Sorry, we've, <laughs> we've had just some lovely technical issues. Just um, another so obstacle that life has thrown obstacle. in our way. So beautiful okay. Kate is now um, on a phone call and is fed through my mic. So she can't hear Laura, but she can hear me. We just needed to finish the, the interview. So um I will finish off, Laura, because yes, you can't thank hear you. you. So, Kate, do you have anything brewing you would like to share with our podcast cover? And, and how can everyone find you and your incredible work?
1: Oh, thank you. <clears throat> uh, the next thing that I've got coming up is the Level 1 facilitator training online, and that starts on the 25th of April. So that's a five-week journey. And um, the beauty of doing it online is that, Um, people from all over Australia and all over the world can join us, which is um, such a blessing.
0: That's amazing.
1: And, yeah, and so there's a few other things that are brewing that are going to take a little longer than I expected. Um, so I'll just keep those in the cauldron for the moment, but, um, yeah, my website is the Sisterscircles.com and I send out a very irregular newsletter. (laughs) (laughs) So basically when, whenever I've got some, an offering to share, that's when you'll get, you'll get a notification, um, And, yeah, so there's more creative, uh, crafty things in the works um, and also some more work to do with the altar cloth. So and then level two later in the year um, once everything settles down here and that will be in person. So they're the things that are coming up for the year at this point.
0: Beautiful. And I love your regular newsletters because they're relevant. (laughs) Like I, I actually respect that, that you don't just send them because you have to. You send them when there's... Relevant yeah. content and yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It took me a little bit to get there, you know. I had to deprogram, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of ways of being, and I think that went out the window when I let go of Instagram as well. It's yeah. like I'm just going to rewrite the rules on how this is going to actually work for me, and it, that just feels more authentic. And so when I I'll send something out when I've got an offering or something to share or something to say, and uh, you won't hear from me otherwise. <laughs> Well, I highly
0: suggest for our listeners to yeah jump on your website, sign up for the newsletter, and yeah have a look around all of your beautiful work and creations and offerings, and Thank you. they will Thank not you regret sure. it. I'm, yeah, I'm just so thrilled to be able to speak with you today, and um too. and we wish yeah. you all the best with everything.
1: Thank you, beautiful sisters. It's been so delightful to chat with you. I can definitely feel my energy and the frequency of my being is definitely uplifted from this time together. So I really appreciate that in these times where, you know, every day can be a bit of a um, box of chocolates. It's really nice (laughs) to connect in (laughs) with you and, yeah, feel the love and feel that beautiful support from both of you. Thank you so much.
2: Well, thank you. Thank you, Kate.
0: We'll let you go. <laughs>
1: yep. Laura just said, sure, thank you very much and we'll let you
0: go. <laughs> oh, beautiful.
1: All we'll right, be gorgeous t- women. Thank you so much. Speak thank you soon.
0: Bye.
2: Bye. Big love. Well, that was beautiful, Kate, despite all the sort of things she's had to get to to keep her um, longstanding um. A recording appointment with us she has done that she has yeah. not rescheduled or anything and you know goodness of all people you would think that no worries we'll let that go we'll talk soon and she was so up for exploring all the themes that came up and up for being vulnerable and open and honest and um, allowing herself to process that and allowing everybody the benefit of go you know of witnessing that as well so it just stands testament to to the person she is and I can't thank her enough for joining us and sharing such deep meaningful wisdom with us mm. and our listeners it's it's um gosh it's beautiful it's, it's actually honor, made me a bit teary sure. it's
0: covered me with shivers right now yeah i'm so glad you're doing your level 1s at the end of yeah. this month with her it's i just know you're going to love it and be an amazing facilitator yourself because oh, you are a healer you. and you're such a beautiful person and you Aww. care so much about people. So I just know that you're going to be amazing.
2: Oh, that's so nice of you to say thank you. Yeah, I'm really hoping to, um, you know, it'll really add so many beautiful layers onto the work that I do. And I'm really interested in in learning and applying things that will help me in my job, um, help helping others. So yeah, it is that domino effect, isn't it? sure is it's beautiful
0: mm. well thank you to our podcast coven for yes. tuning in and yeah we're sorry about the technical difficulties but question. hey what <laughs> it is what it is we can't do what much about the internet and
2: <laughs> we'll just roll through it at least in today's Time. Um, there's a few options there, so yeah, not was only are we able to do the podcast, we can do it via Zoom, we can do it via a Zoom and a phone call exactly, concurrently. To it off. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> We're just showing off <laughs> really with all our abilities. Um, and for all those witches out there that are interested in older cloths, uh, we'll provide links in the show notes, and obviously also to the um charities and organisations that Kate was mentioning with regards to the floods up north. So yeah, have a and look at everyone. The show notes
0: yeah, everyone in that area, uh, we're sending all our love and hopefully, yeah, we can get some of our beautiful listeners to donate and get behind yep. everyone because it is a big cleanup effort that's required. It's just you can't even fathom what everyone is going through. So yeah, every absolutely. dollar will count.
2: Yeah. Thanks so much wherever you are. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we hope you're taking care.
0: We'll see you next week. Bye. We love bringing Turns Out, She's a Witch to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs
2: of making the show.
0: As a thank you, you'll get access to some beautiful guided meditation recordings, a Patreon shout out on the podcast There's monthly live Q&As, competitions and giveaways, as well as a special book and movie review bonus episodes.
2: For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. As always, we welcome your questions. We'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your family and friends. And give us a follow over on Insta at turnsout underscore she's a witch. Until next time. Thanks for listening
0: and being a part of our podcast coven.